Hi guys and welcome to the Post Bar Podcast, the Barcast after November 2020. You see me, I'm rocking my finisher shirt. Uh, George rocking his bar tribe New swag. Bar tribe swag for real. And we are here to to eat crow. <laughs> we, we were as accurate as some monkeys in a lab. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have listened to the prediction show last week. I want to big up be social once again for turning that around so quickly. Really and truly, George and I, after we saw what happened over the weekend, we hoped that they didn't turn it around so quickly. So <laughs> y'all would not have seen just how wrong our predictions were beforehand. But yeah. Well, I, I would like to say that at least I had some people on the podium <laughs> that, that you didn't. <laughs> I think if we were giving them like points for each like correct prediction, right? I think we all got zero points for exactly predicting. No, you would have gotten one point. You got one point. You got one point for Amorous. For Amorous. But I think after that, yeah, yeah, no nah, points. I I didn't, get, so let me start. Men's, women's, none of it, right? Let me start here by humbly apologizing to Darren Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as though the man watched the I podcast, think, yeah. right? I think Darren took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's as though the man watched the podcast and said, oh, Saul don't even got me on the podium. Right. I hear my heat. Right. I can show him what's going on. <laughs> Listen, I we probably don't have too much video footage of the start of that race. Yeah. Because it was a stretch where nothing much happened in inverted commas, right? right? But a lot was a happening. A lot happened. Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you. Darren had, I think, that stretch from... Pe- people are telling me that bar is a runner's, a runner's event because that first stretch is just running. Yeah. But that first stretch is only about 400 meters, you know. That first stretch is four or 500. It's not that long. That's to the four-foot wall? To the four-foot wall and yeah. up to the, to the first zone of obstacles. But it was like... A man blew it up from this. Oh, okay, so what a happened man is that blew it up from the start. First of all, let me start with the fact that big up bar, big up bar trip, everything. What I love about bar, you have a, a competition, right? Where this is top seeded athletes and he won. Right. And uh, there's video of eight of the top seeded athletes warming up together. Right. From yes, their yes, heat. Yes, when yes, people yes, missing yes. with Jet and Dan they obviously had a different <laughs> motives, right, but right, right. you can see um Philip Seven, Jason, myself, uh, Nate, all of us going through a routine right. with Demron and the outdoor fitness crew. And they, they welcomed us into that club and everybody. So because that's the, that's the cohesiveness of us as a unit and right. the, the brilliance of bar. So we get on the line now. Right. Everybody there, that's wishing everybody good luck. And everybody saying, yeah, bigger yourself, darling. Right, right, right. You know, all the best. But what happened after the gun went <laughs> was, yeah. was out of this world, There was George. no friends after that. There was no friends. So as George said, it was like a 400-meter stretch. It was like a 400-meter race where by the time the men, the first man get to the first bend, the rest of the men still need blocks. <laughs> Seriously, that was how the man... <laughs> That's how it race. looked, right? That's how it looked. For so real. I just blew it apart from the start. We, we hit goal, and it was almost as though Darren, who was the eventual winner, Wanted to see if anybody would dare test him. Right. And for like the first 25 to 50 meters, he ran at the front of the pack, but in contact with us. Right. And then the man was like, oh, so nobody's going. I can set the space here. And the man foot speed started to increase at such a rapid rate. And the man went up. So you know the tree where we normally put the medicine balls. Right, right, right. But the time we get to that tree with the medicine balls, Darren was Gunning. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, this man is not, he's on another level. Right. He, he was, at, and, and the funny thing about it is that, you know, I knew he was way, and I yeah. knew that he might not have been able to get contact with obstacles that, right. especially the newer ones. Yeah. So I felt that if you guys could stay in contact with him, yes, there was a chance. Yes. Um, but Jet, obviously, Jet was the one who was favored to beat him. If anybody could, beat if him. anybody could hold him, uh, we were saying Jet. Jet didn't decide to go with him. Uh, Tom P again, he didn't decide to go with him. The only thing I would say is that, you know, hindsight being 2020 vision, if Fabian Norgrove had been in that, he, I don't think the result would have been any different because Fabian's obstacle proficiency isn't the same as Darren's. As Darren, yeah. But it might have been a different race for him. He might have actually, you know, gotten the silver on, on the podium as opposed because to Because he would be running with um, Darren. Because he right. would be running with Darren and he also would have gotten to see how Darren approached every obstacle. Yeah, and that's always a a, a a good place to be in. You can see the guy in front. You see how you approach your obstacle. You can learn on the spot. Whereas if you're at the front of your heat, you get to an obstacle you've never seen before. Yeah, you have to figure out how to do it. The truth be told, uh, I feel as though he would have probably because of Darren's obstacle proficiency, 
and because of Fabian's land speed. I think that people were telling me that at a point in time, Fabian actually, her splits right. were faster than Darren's. Yes, yes. Jesse, so he may have actually been in front of Darren and messed up an obstacle. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's possible too. Yeah, I think it was unfortunate when he got to the Traverse, the low Traverse, which, you know, we can talk about this low Traverse a lot more in this podcast. Yeah. But when he got to that low Traverse bar, that was the first obstacle he missed. Well, so he got over the tire wall and he, he got, got past over, the yeah, grips. Tire wall, grips, everything, which was which was surprising. And a big shout out to Fabian Norbro for yeah. you know your first obstacle course race and being and doing so well up to, to that. To be point. able to get over the tire wall on first try is actually yeah. yeah, yeah, and then even like the grips, even though the grips weren't as difficult as it was on the Sunday, the nunchuck, yeah. the nunchuck, it's still you know a lot of these things are new to many of the athletes who yeah. didn't train with our group. Yeah, because uh, they're just they're just not available to train on the island. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like even slick wall all them and he he was just doing extremely well for and very comfortable as well. Yes, for a bar first timer and then obviously the traverse bar was where he tripped up the first time. I mean, if you've never seen a traverse bar before, unless your name is Jet, because he's the only person yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. come see it and say, "Oh, okay, this is how you can handle this." Right. Uh, but even for Jet, he the first time he saw it in training. It looks very different to the first time he saw it in training. Yeah. Because it was much lower this time to the ground. Yeah. So, so the approach that he had in training that first time he saw it it's would not, not work worked right. for this obstacle as it was set up for, for, for the weekend gone. Mm. But yeah, but still, I thought, you know, he struggled on the carry a little bit. And then we have some images of how Phoebe and I took that. that we're not laughing at you, I swear. We're laughing with you. We want you, about, we, we need you to try so we're not laughing yeah, at you. Correct. Sure. But yeah. yeah, the way he, he went up the ladder there on the. Um, I was wondering, what he, was it that he was gassed or he just didn't see anybody else go up the ladder? So he figured. Well, he would have been at the front of the heat, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah. So he probably never saw anyone do it before. But people were approaching that, that, that platform ladder in lots of various ways. Unique ways. Right? Okay. Most of the times the volunteers would, would give them a little, you know, a little pointer and say, no, don't do it like this, do it like that. But right, right, right. he was probably so fast that he had a chance to stop him. Yeah, he might have like spray the man on the wall, guys. Yeah, yeah. You have to see the photos. Uh, check out BarbadosAdventureRace.com for those photos. I think the galleries are up. The galleries are up. And again, big shout out to Kevin Wood Photography who yeah, came and worked all good, weekend. Boy. The images are spectacular. We want to thank you. We want to welcome you into the tribe, Kevin, for sure. Yeah, so um, what happened now, if, you know, if you're not really familiar with Barry, it was three heats and the fastest time overall will win. Um, so Nor Grove was in second heat with Keith Lynn, who I believe he might have finished sixth. Sixth overall, yes. Overall. So the two of them in that heat, they were very, very good. I always liked uh, Keith Lynn's chances, given the fact that he's a bot, so the mental toughness. Once again, once he gets the obstacle proficiency, he's another force to be reckoned with. Because his running is ex- exceptional as well. Yeah. People forget how much running boxers do. So and he, skipping, yeah. And skipping. So his running is exceptional. So I think, you know, what, again, if he stays around for a little bit and spends a little bit, the man decided, I think the Thursday or the Friday before the event, when technically it would be registration was, was already closed. closed. Yeah. And he, he called me and he said, George, I want to do this bar thing. I said, well, check the website, see if it's still open. He went, checked the site. We hadn't actually closed off the registration formally on the website. Right. Like, and so he was able to get in. And yeah, it was, I was very impressed by Keith. Uh, he come out and dressed like a boxer too. He had a vest and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably ain't got no more clothes though. <laughs> <laughs> All this man is doing is boxing. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was looking really good. And I think that Keith Lynch's chances of being a good um, obstacle course athlete are really high. That's because of his build. He has the height. He, he has the speed. He has the agility. And yeah. he, definitely, he definitely got the mental fitness and mm-hmm. toughness. I don't think there's five people in that field who are going to be more mentally fit than he is, for sure. Yeah. i probably put Darren in there again because there's nothing I'm ever leaving Darren out of. Darren's a beast. Any sure. category you play, I put Darren Matthews there. Never let it be said I disrespect that man's name again. Listen, Darren, <laughs> I don't even care what event it is. If you're in it, I'm picking you to win. <laughs> yeah, right. real talk. And then in the third heat of the men, because we had a, a fairly swole um, men's entries uh, for the singles, uh, Raheem, yes. another person we hadn't seen around. Um, he's a... Um, into catastatics and uh, lots of fitness related stuff. He's a former in the school sports athlete, isn't he? Yes, I think four and eight. Yeah, I think he got the endurance thing going on. Yeah, yeah, but he's another guy who I think he might be a little bit on the bigger side as far as OCR athletes are concerned. Yeah. But I think over that 3K distance, I think he again is going to be hard to beat because in my mind, the 3K is more a 
a series of sprints. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, like the twelve K you get <clears throat> on day two or even There's the no walking, there's no you can't walk any part of the three no. K and win. Exactly. So you almost have to sprint in between the obstacles and recover on the obstacles yeah. if that's possible to have any chance. And I think again, once he develops some obstacle proficiency, yeah. he's another one of those guys that I, I feel like that top ten is gonna look very different next year in the men. In June, yeah, June uh, twenty twenty one. And I think that the top ten teams will look differently as well. I think the podium or close to the podium might not look that different. Being right. be honest. But I think the top ten teams might look I, I think that he won next year given these guys' performances and their well, we have an informal ranking system, but I know that their students are gonna be very high. So the heat won now next year with um Jet, Darren, Tompy, um Raheem, Keeflin, yeah. and uh, Fabian, and Fabian. Yeah. That, that's Pierce's grandmother. I I know the, the I know how anybody come after. We may have to put them last because they, <laughs> they set fire to the whole track. Yeah, no, nah. so like, yeah, them men are, all them men are crazy. So um, it, it, it would be good to see them. But I know that everybody else, um, the, the guys from the bar trade, myself, Damian, uh, Jamal, Phil Seven. We yeah, know we all creeped into the top ten too, so y'all will be in that first seat. Yeah, but we know. Unfortunately, <laughs> we know our work is cut out for us right, now because right, right. these are elite level athletes. These are people who represented the country in various disciplines: like Darren in cycling, Keith Lynn in boxing, yeah. uh, Raheem and Fabian in running. Right. Right, so these, are, I think, it still it still I, it still shows that if you train for obstacle course racing as yeah. a sport, and you're at the top of obstacle course racing, you can compete with guys who are who are in other disciplines yeah because yeah. yourself and Damien were in the top 10 um, Damien was 4th Damien was 5th uh, he was 6th I was 7th I was 8th and I feel 7th was 7th right oh, yeah. Keith Lynn was 6th Keith Lynn was 6th yeah, yeah so you got you know you 3 and are, Jet and Je yeah you, Jet you and Damon as well correct so we're all more athletes more yeah, obstacle course yeah, yeah so I think that it shows that you don't necessarily have to be the elite runner yeah or even the elite boxer <laughs> but if you train for the sport you can be elite in the sport and compete with guys. Um, I want to say one thing, one change I want to make to next year is schedule. I don't yeah. want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But I think we need more people to see that single event. It need to, it need <clears throat> to see because it was a spectacular display because we're going, we're going over to the women now to talk about Amaris. <laughs> we talk about spectacular displays of yes. athleticism that were on showcase at Peg Farm last week, Saturday. Mm. And they, unfortunately, as you say, it just... The program doesn't allow for it. So we can yeah. move, I think my plan is to move the individual event to to climax Saturday's proceedings. Ah, uh, right, right. So that right. will be the last event on Saturday. So we run the open. Right now, my loose, loose plan is to run the open waivers in the morning, Saturday, yeah. and then run the individual, the singles event on Saturday afternoon where we have more spectators there to see. Well, you know, the, uh, uh, of course, the team events always bring up more spectators because exactly. you have four people per team and each of those people are bringing out somebody to support them. Correct. Uh, so you automatically have more spectators. And Open Wave and Corporate bring out a lot of spectators as well because you know, these are the people that are telling the friends, again, and do this thing here. Yeah. I sure come and support me, come and cheer me on. Whereas I got people who are more focused in the competitive and the singles event who might, yeah, we will tell people we're doing it, but we're more concentrating on the... We know we can get through. People coming to, the, right, to, right. To, to cheer them want to help um, the, the open waivers and the corporate people. So, yeah, I think that I understand where you're coming from with that. But mm -hmm. I also say that with the singles now, you, you leave me to suffer for the entire day. It just pure. I like to get up on the Saturday morning, get that over with, oh, and right, have right, fun right. for the rest of the weekend, boy. Right, right. No, yeah. but I think what happened too is, and what happened this, this, this year, is that the open waivers come out in the morning. Yeah. They bring their followers with them. Yeah. Um, and if the schedule had run as it was supposed to have run without the weather, you know, having an impact, yeah. they would have lunch and they would stay around. They would definitely so stay around. they would around, stay around yeah. to watch the individual event. Yeah. So right away you're building your own spectatorship by yeah. having all these guys stay around to watch the singles. Uh, and then the corporate speaks for itself because, you know, I might, I might be from a particular organization that has three or four teams. But the rest of the organization is coming out to support these yeah. teams. So again, they build in their own spectatorship for the elite team event, which mm -hmm. comes in the afternoon. And that's how it worked out. Um, yeah. So do the fun competitions in the morning, get yeah. the spectators there to see Correct. the elites uh, run in the evening. Uh, so we got the main uh, completely wrong. We didn't even have Darren on the podium. And Darren. Let me just go through those, those <laughs> places again. So yeah. Darren Matthews was first. Yeah. Um, Second would have been Jet James. Jet James. His name is actually Akeem James. Really? 
Yeah, okay. So this is I guess you had to put a lot of check on so he, Exactly. He's <laughs> put his name like Jack James, Akeem Franz. He's put his name as however and just can't tell who he is, but yeah. I know his, his name's Akeem. Yeah. Uh, he's second. Uh, Fabian Normoth, third. Fabian Normoth, knocking uh, Tompy off the podium. Yes. Uh, Damian Thompson in fourth. And um, Damian, Damian Johnson, Johnson husband Thompson. <laughs> I, I call it my all sorts of things. Damien, sorry for butchering your name all the time, but Damien was fifth. He ran what I would consider the smartest race of the lot on the day. He um, bid his time. He trusted his race plan. He didn't get excited. This is Damien I'm talking about. Uh, he stared at his pace. Uh, he executed his plan very well. Because I think That's if we put all the men in a 3K, I don't think Damien finishes in the top 15. Right. Over three k flat. Over three k flat. But so yeah, yeah. finish top five in that field is incredible. His mental strength is good though. He might he might creep for fifteenth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we move on after three um, exciting heats of the men, and once again, as we discussed last week, each of those heats had in a top ten athlete. Correct. Because Rahim would have came ninth. Right, right. right Understand. Yeah, so yeah. It is is it a matter of oh because you in one heat you can't play so you can't right. do well. Each of those heats had in a top 10 athlete. At least one. At least one, right? So that bodes well uh, for the competition. We went into the ladies, which was one heat, right? Correct. And uh, I had Amherst Chase to win. Thankfully, I got one <laughs> prediction right. <laughs> you got one prediction right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I felt that there was a chance that Danielle could be Amherst if she cleared the tire wall. Right, right, and and that was that was what she needed to do. She needed to be healthy, and she needed to clear that tire wall. Yeah, um, and neither thing happened. I mean, many many of us know know that she wasn't healthy starting that event. And again, I have to like tip my hat to her and, and give kudos to her because I know what I would have done in her position, which was compete injured. That's right. what I would have done as well. Right. But what I would advise any of my athletes to do is not scratch. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's it's one race. She's still a relatively young woman. Mm-hmm. She's got many years of obstacle racing ahead of her. Do you go out there now and, and cause irreparable damage that takes away a season or two from you? Right. Right. So so for me, I would have I would have advised. In fact, I did. I didn't. I knew what she was going to say, so I even bother telling her otherwise. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, don't feel that you have to go out there and do anything. Don't feel that there's any pressure from anybody to complete this race. But she did what she had to do, and she went out there, um, and and you could see through the race that she was suffering. But she got it out and, and she tried to finish and, and, and obviously she did not. So we had, but having said that, even healthy, I don't want to take anything away from ours. Because yeah. even healthy, I think it was always going to be, everything had to go exactly right. And Dan or things, anybody else. A few things have, had to fall apart yeah, for Amaris. Exactly. You, you had to run the perfect race against Amaris and Amaris had to make a mistake or two along the way yeah. for any of those women to have any chance of beating her. From the time they got to the crawl, for example. Yeah. Amherst had, Amherst treated this thing like an exam. Right. Amherst, everybody crawling, Amherst drop and roll. Boom. By the time they got the crawl, yeah. Amherst had another 10 or 15 meters of separation. She rolled in the she crawl. Rolled, yeah, because right. that's what the pros do, right? The pros right. just drop, tuck, and roll, especially on that incline. They ain't crawling, they right. roll under the crawl. So while the others are crawling on all fours, Amherst rolled. She got the crawl, another 15 meters of separation. Right. And then by the time, you know, you got to the tire wall, it was, it was that's where she's there. She knows that she only has to stay ahead of the ladies to the tire wall yes. because the majority of ladies are going to be doing burpees there. Correct. That's where she's going to really create separation. Absolutely. Somebody said to me, man, George, I feel like you got to take out that tire wall for the ladies because Amaris is the only boy that could do it. And I'm like, CYC, dog. Listen, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I'm penalizing the elite athlete, the best athlete in the field because the others aren't as good enough. This is like saying to... To, to everybody else, listen, George, that three-point line, too too far. Yeah, only Steph can hit it from there. <laughs> yeah. You got to bring it in so everybody else got a chance. No, shoot like Steph. Yeah. So the ladies, they got they got to train, they got to practice, they got to do whatever they need to do. And, and the they also find it incredible that it's only Amherst, too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the thing with Amherst is that you can't look at her and say, oh, she's the only boy that could do it because she's a tall Exactly. So she, Amherst looks like an average person. Yep. Right? It's only when you see that fire in her eyes on the course that you realize there's nothing average about her as an athlete. No, right? you, you don't, because we're thinking, uh, when we talk about the best obstacle course female athlete, 
in the Barbie this is thinking probably this person probably ripped to shreds. Mm-hmm. This girl's bit kicks. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fine, right? Um, Banana bread. Yeah, right? but she is she is fit looking, mm-hmm. but she isn't the most muscular looking person right. on the course. She's yeah. actually and she doesn't when you said the fire in the eyes, that was what many gonna say is good, but Amherst is very unassuming. She is very soft spoken. Yeah, very friendly. So you don't really get it. That whole competitive vibe. Correct. Yeah, from you want to hit her, but you can't. You can't. You can't hit <laughs> her. She's so sweet. And um, it's just that this this girl runs. Yeah. And, girl, and she. So I think Amherst not. She's like she loves the sport. So she went home and I sure she YouTube all them people. So she knew when she got to that crawl. Rule, no yeah, crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's looked at all the approaches for all the obstacles. So she ain't just turning up on the day without a plan. Right. She knows exactly what she's going to do throughout the entire event from start to finish. Yeah, and she never seems uh, flustered or tired. No, no. Even Definitely. crossing the lane, she says she dead right, but she crossed the lane so strong that right. even Philip Record was like, "This is not human." Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm um, big ups, uh, Amrish. Thank you so much for coming through for me with the prediction. I <laughs> we definitely got to work out. Um, I don't know if you got to bring the tire wall out for more pop ups or something. Right. Uh, to get the ladies some more practice on it because there's no way that only Amaris should be able to do it. She's not the tallest athlete, right? But she's uh, also not practicing on it neither. She's, I guess not. Yeah, you know, she doesn't see. She sees it as often as anybody else. Yeah. So I think you know I, I can send you. The thing is, every time we bring out these obstacles, obviously there's some resources that need to be yeah, yeah, yeah. to be mobilized to do it. But I can send you all the specs so y'all can build your own tire walls in the backyard and thing and practice till next year. Amherst can still beat with him. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, once again, this is George's turn. This is George here pretty much saying he's never going to bet against Amherst again. Never again, ever. You know, so unless I take out that tire wall, then there may be one or two athletes that I think, you know, might have a chance. And one of those athletes actually might be Sabrina. Who came second? Came second. Now I I don't know why I must be I must be was real tired. Oh, you were up peg when we were doing that prediction podcast. Yeah, but also I like I just they make the connection between Sabrina and her partner Delano Hines, who is a um, ninja warrior, who has a obstacle course gym <laughs> right, in his right. backyard. Right, right, right. So right, we're right. here saying, well, Sabrina hasn't had as much time on the obstacles, so maybe she's not going to be an obstacle official. And then know. on the course, people call her she ninja girl. Right, 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 right. People <laughs> right. call her ninja girl. People call her ninja girl because obviously. Delano's got the grip rig up by him. Right. He's got a bunch of other obstacles up by him. So Sabrina's crushing the obstacle practice. She just didn't want we know. She just right. she just this week from the start, big time we say so I when a plebs the more. Yeah. Again, cross she did come out for a few um, training <laughs> sessions right. at, uh, with, by train right. with this year. She went and she left we and she said, I gotta train with obstacle killers because we elite and whether or not. Yeah. My, boyfriend, my boyfriend got his own obstacle gym, so I ain't trying to win no more. Yeah, uh, I think that once she knew that the grip <laughs> rig, et cetera, would come I would have loved to have seen her cross the grips, actually. How was she on the grips? She was good on the grips. Now, I, I will have to say that um, there was something that happened on the grips that should not ideally have happened, but um, once it did happen, we couldn't pull it back. Now, each team mm. is meant to stick to one lane. We're going to teams now, also. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was a, no, because on the grips, I didn't see her on the singles. Oh, but this yeah. is this was the second day on the team event, and she and Amherst actually went on different lanes for the grips. Right. And she had failed her lane a few times, and then somebody said, "Go and try the one with Amherst." And the volunteer at that station may have been distracted or not as aware, and she actually got onto Amherst's lane and went through the grips. This she was on Amherst's team. She should have been in that lane to she begin with. To begin with, yeah. yeah. So. But, you know, we, we, we don't think it impacted too much on the final result anyway. I don't so, think it did. So we let her go on there anyway. Right, but yeah, right. but I thought she had a great race that first day. Um, she was neck and neck with Dan. Yeah, they were together for a long time. She was putting a lot of pressure um, on Dan. Yeah, from and then, and then once, um, once Dan missed the traver- low traverse bar. She missed it. Right, and, and Dan was lamenting to me that she never misses that obstacle. No, and, and I think once she missed that low traverse bar, I saw her struggle to get back in the game mentally. Right, I could right. see that she was frustrated as opposed to, like, because I think her, knowing that she was injured, I think her plan was, okay, Amherst gone. Let me just try and stay with Sabrina for as long as I can and just see if I could pip her at the line or at least stay, in the, stay on the podium. Right. But once she missed that obstacle, I saw her, I don't want to say fall apart, but I saw her become distracted. I saw her start to get down on herself. 
And then obviously that she might have been not concentrating as hard as she should yeah. once she got to that Atlas Stone. Atlas Stone, which is another obstacle that like, carry that she's very uh, proficient at. Yes. So, um, yeah, having to do burpees on any obstacle that you didn't plan to do burpees on, for anybody that's doing obstacle course racing, it really gets you. Uh, Especially when you see people coming and going past. People going past. You do any burpees and people coming and going past, and you know that um, on, a, on a good day, this obstacle is nothing for you, and you can beat yeah. this person, and people just passing you at that obstacle. It's super hard to just stay calm. To stay, and stay focused and say to yourself, you know, well, yeah, let me get myself in the game. Um, so, um, who was third in the ladies? Laura? No, Michelle Dowell was third. Well, yes, yes, sorry, Michelle. So sorry, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Michelle and put it together. I'm really again. Yes, and again, I think if you're looking at, you know, accolades outside of the, the actual prize giving, we only had one individual this year who actually got on the podium twice. And that, that was Michelle, because she came, you know, we might be giving away a little bit before, before, but she, she managed to get on the podium twice this weekend. Yeah. Individual racing as well as a team. So. And that is actually another composed, uh, well put together performance with Michelle, not letting her head uh, get out of the game. And that's uh, doing what she had to do. She um, was a little not focused on the training as much as she would right. normally be uh, this season. Because she had other um, priorities, which is okay. Yes, and, absolutely. But she showed up on the days. Correct. I should say on the days, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and she did the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. so big yourself, Michelle. You know that one of the things with obstacle course racing that I think this year more than any other year has has shown us is that don't worry about who's in front of you. Just keep plugging away. Just keep working. Just keep run your own race, regardless of what's happening around you. Because yeah. you know you are down in fifth place. And then all of a sudden, somebody cramp out, somebody gets stick up on an obstacle, mm -hmm. somebody, you know, couldn't get through it. And then you, all of a sudden, you look wrong and you are the podium. So, and I think that happened for a few teams. And what we can say is that the race never pans out exactly how you predicted. Unless, of course, you are Amaris or Darren, who your prediction is just, oh, you're going to be out front. Right. And they can get through all the obstacles. Right, but right. so... For me, in instance, in the singles, I expected that when Darren goes, Jet will go with him. And hopefully, right. one or two of them will blow up. Will blow up. Yeah. And that's when uh, Damien or uh, myself will ease onto the podium. Yeah. That, was, that was how I expected to go. Jet didn't run that race. No. Jet, Jet, Jet ran a smarter race. He ran a smart race, uh, yeah. He, he, I mean, you, you have to know what your capacity is. Yeah. And you know, even, even if you're running track, for example, you see this athlete get away from the field and break away. There, there, there is a tendency to think, if I let this man go too far, I'm not going to catch him back. Yeah. And throw all your race plan out, out the door mm -hmm. to bring him back into it. No, but Jet was smart. He let him go. I mean, at that point in time, I think everybody was racing for second anyway. Yeah. But Jet just let him go, stay within himself and, and kept running his own race. And he was able to get into that silver medal position. I mean, even if that was Darren's strategy to get him to come along with him, he was too fast. Yeah, yeah he was too much. Was too much. Uh, so, I've, I'm sorry. We finished out with uh, ladies, though, the top five. So, we have um, on the podium, number one would have been Amaris. Number two would have been Sabrina. And number three would have been Michelle Dowell. Number four? Correct. Was Leora Fishman? Leora. Um, yeah, so Leora yeah, came back this year. She she really had, hadn't even decided to run the race until the weekend before. Mm -hmm. So, she came up to Peg and she practiced a few obstacles she hadn't seen um she got the fire and uh and she came out there and, and ran on that saturday morning and she she did really well and then in fifth place was was our own um most improved athlete we're going to call her for this gina season. yeah uh, gina lee shepherd who i think was was in was disappointed with her fourth fifth place finish but i she think on balance, yeah i think on, on balance she she did really well she probably could have gone fourth but i don't think she should be too disappointed i wouldn't be hard on myself gina if it were you your improvement over this season and this training block has been phenomenal and probably as George said uh, you're looking at a most improved if there was a uh, award we give up for most improved I would definitely give it to Gina Lee Shepard for sure so we ran through the singles biggest to all of the winners and uh, everybody actually who did these singles we don't want to focus only on the winners because just coming out and competing is a major accomplishment. I saw a lot of people there who were just training it because they've heard of it and that's, that's where the sport is going to grow um, for me. Yeah, I mean, some people just like heard of, came to the island. There was a, a couple who came to the island in the last few days, yeah. uh, Conrad Brits and his wife and his family, and they just jumped in. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, she might have had like 
all the burpees. Right, right, right. <laughs> but she's having not seen a lot of the obstacles before. But she had but, fun too. But she had fun. She yeah. was a trooper and she just got it out and her family was there to watch and her sons were there cheering her on. It was a joy to watch. Yeah, sure. and I, I that was people, everybody who is um, like-minded, people who are into fitness, if you're going to the gym, if you play football, if you run or anything like that. Yeah, I, I urge you to come out and try uh, Bar Race in June 2021. That's where we have the open wave as well. Correct. So the open wave is, again, in the team format, you're not going to get stuck at an obstacle per se because right. if you try it a couple of times and you, you know, you're really not getting it, you can just do burpees and move on yeah. to the next obstacle. And uh, the, the, our champion in the open wave this time was um, the burpee terrorist. Yeah, burpee terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say that I don't think burpee terrorists should really be in the open wave. Right. I think burpee terrorists, you know, are good enough that next time around for sure they should be in the competitive wave. But I think this time... You know, they had some concerns about one or the two, one or two of the skills that they didn't spend that much time on, right. and they were more about having fun anyway than being stuck on an obstacle forever and, and, and having to tap out. So yeah. they made a good decision, and it worked out for them. Um, I feel like um, almost three or four of those top five teams should really not be. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> there's also the, there's also the team with um, with Ross Hunt and Stuart Gill. Um, Three Bajans and a Romanian. Strong team again. Uh, yeah, they, they again, they were leading all the time. Um, I think one of the teams in the later heats might have caught them and pushed them into third. But they um, they should also be in the competitive wave next yeah, time. Yeah, next sure. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, it's just about um, your, 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 what you see as your priority on the weekend. If you're just right. there to have fun. I ran open wave as well. I would tell you it's the most fun I've had. Right. I had all weekend at Bar. Yeah, okay. Because the pressure is off, you know, right. like you ain't even getting a time because they ran three women and a man. So we're right, not really. Right, right. I think that's one thing we could look at changing, actually. Okay. Um, that the rule for the open wave is that your team must have at least two women to right. get a time. Yeah. Because there's a, a team that ran ahead of me in green that had four ladies that they deserve a time. Right, they, right, they, right. Those ladies um, tackled every obstacle. They went over every wall. I know yeah, four right, women right. going over the 10-foot wall is a sight to behold. Like, right, and they work right, out right. the strategy. And the thing that from the time you put more than two women on your team, you should have uh, you should be able to get a time or at least yeah. have a shot at winning the open wave. Uh, yes, I have a shot at winning. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Two women... Um, at least two women, women to be able yeah. to to be able to. If you got three men, ain't for you. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, and I think I, I really like that team as well. Um, that girls with guns teams. I think we actually ended up putting them ahead of you on the score sheet. Right. Um, no, I think you put you ahead of them, but I think they finished just ahead of you. So there might right. be some issue with somebody walking back over the line with a chip. Oh, okay. They, they finish ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they finish ahead, but it's, this, the actual results don't reflect that. They have right. you guys finishing ahead of them. So yeah, so yeah, that's a, a good um, a good plan for twenty twenty one. Two or four more females to be able to qualify for the podium. Open wave now was a six kilometer course. Yes, and lots of fun. A lot of the obstacles would have come back uh, from what we described in the singles wave, but uh, they would have also gone down caught on top of for the sandbag to do the curbside pickup. So that's the difference between it. And I urge you once again, if this is your first time getting interested in obstacle course racing in Barbados, hearing about Bar. Put together a team and come out and do the open wave in June. Yeah, and you know, we we didn't really dumb down the course at all. Yeah, at all, no. <laughs> Just that the criteria might have been a little different. So, for example, whereas on you know the rings, the ropes, and the monkey bars, it was the entire team had to do it competitive. Now you could just choose any two. Yeah. For, for the open wave and on the traverse bar where it had to be one male, one female in the competitive, you could put any two on there, etc., right. etc. But all the obstacles were the same. They didn't have the grips. That was the and only the, thing yeah, that they didn't have the grips. But apart from that, you're not going to come and do the open wave and feel like, you know, you did a baby version of bar. You no, you're you had to go bar. down caught on Tower Hill and come up. Correct. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You're still going to get the full bar experience. Um, yeah. It's just that your team is going to be made up a little bit different and your criteria is going to be slightly different to the competitive guys. Uh, yeah, it's like almost like just dipping your toe into the pool. Correct. Uh, dip your toe into the water, see how you feel, how you like it, and then graduate into the competitive wave. Uh, favorite event of the weekend will have to be corporate. Yes, I'm going to say, like, from a race director perspective, (laughs) the corporate wave was kind of what saved us a little bit. Um, We had 26 teams in the corporate wave, 26 teams. Uh, Biggest to each and every one of those 26 teams. For sure. Um, The eventual winners came from uh, CIBC, First Caribbean, um, and they were Dream Chasers. 
So most of the most of the um, first Caribbean teams were actually coached by again by, by Gina Lee Shepherd, who is a, a bar ambassador. Coached and so. recruited. Her, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was making sure that that promo code of hers got used extensively. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> so yeah, but they brought out a, 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 a large showing. Also, bring out a large showing with the two sponsors, Republic Bank as well as ICBL. Yeah. Um, some because of the way some some organizations are made up. Again, they weren't. Every team wasn't able to field at least two females. Right. But those were the teams that scored. Um, so I think in first place it was um, First Caribbean. In second place it was I think they were called uh, Quarantine from CDB. Okay. Uh, Bigger CDB. Uh, yeah, CDB. CDB actually had three or four teams that came out, uh, and they put up a really. I good feel show. like that team, uh, that Quarantine team, also had um, Malika Hart, who is an experienced bar athlete. She would have done competitive a few times. Right, I know Malika, but I don't yeah. think she was on that. You know, she was, was on that no, one. She was yeah. on that team. She was that team was a team that raced at Bushy Park together. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so, so they put in the practice, yeah, right? Correct. Yeah. So she was on a, a later CDB team. And she was just quarreling by saying that she could have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like, man, the team I had to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then in third place was um, ICBL. Okay. Was in third place. So yeah, the corporate point. challenge. I had always said. From last November, that I think that the growth of bar is going to come in the corporate challenge. I think that's yeah. where a lot of companies and organizations are going to see it as a chance to bring out their their teams to build camaraderie, to build team some, building. yeah, some, do yeah. some team building within the event. It's a fun way to do it as well. Yeah. Um, so, and there's always that huge sense of achievement that sends people back into the office on Monday, having something to talk about, something to bond over, and just yeah. be chattering for the rest of the week about that bar thing. Uh, when you go through, it's like going through a war with somebody, right? You, you look at them differently. You, um, any differences you may have with them in the office seem almost minuscule, right. given the fact that you help push this person over a slit wall. Correct. Or given the fact that you uh, help to help lift this person over a 10-foot wall. Correct. But you see that, you, you got a different bond with this individual. Yeah, you know, so almost like, body, so for you head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it can't be vexed with anymore. <laughs> it can't be vexed. You call it loss of fun, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so corporate was good. I want to big up the sponsors, for sure, and big up every um, corporate entity who fielded a team. And I know that some of the corporate entities are near like, nah, we came for that. We came for that crowd. No, we got we got to put in the training. We we, we fitted that one. Yeah, and we want to mention the Hanshaw Linux group as well because normally they, they would actually sponsor the event. Yeah. Uh, COVID being what it is, they didn't sponsor the event outright this time, but they yeah. sent, they entered five teams into Five the, teams, nice. Yeah, Gatorade, um, um, Sargento, Mountain Jew, and uh, Farmer's Choice, I think. So they, they still came out and supported the event. We want to say a big, big shout out to them. And that is a that is a that's another way that y'all can look at it. Corporate people, like they get different departments. You everybody got different departments. It's a good way because uh, George allows uh, for teams to run in their corporate colors. So you get you you get. I've got Kevin Wood out there taking these fantastic photos. Absolutely, is this gonna look good in the um, AGM report? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody might get a promotion. <laughs> yeah, somebody might get a promotion. And then um, um, we went swiftly on. I just I'm not rushing y'all guys, but you know. It's a podcast, uh, you probably yeah. on your way to work or something. Yes. You went straight into the competitive wave. Uh, we had made some uh, erroneous predictions again. <laughs> who who would have thought it? So I have to admit, like, after Bushy Park, you know, leading up to Bushy Park, I thought that there was a chance that, you know, Built Different might have had a chance to beat Obstacles. Built different being the team with the same Daniel Gonzalez, Rihanna, same Jet James and Chad Forbes. Rihanna and Chad Forbes actually skipped singles. Correct. Coming in, so they're coming into competitive fresh. Correct. I think that was strategic as well on their part. Yeah. So I thought that you know, I think I know Phillips' team at Bushy Park wasn't the entire team. Right. They also looked really, really good, and this is um, Riot team, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Phillips Seven, Chadwick Brown, they had Vanessa. On their team Correct. and young Jade Searles. Yes, so I, I was like, you know, I think leading into Bushy Park, I was like, there's teams out there that could give us killers a rep. Yeah. And then watching them at Bushy Park, I'm like, nah. These, yeah. these men, just at Bushy Park, these men just looked so good. Comfortable. So comfortable, so smooth. Nothing was, I mean, the men started out chatting and running at the back by the time it was done. The men like lost their had his second fastest over t overall time by about thirty seconds, but yeah. with no effort whatsoever. Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, these men coming back, we got the same boring champion again. Yeah. And now is is a run for second place. But let me be frank, George. Um, as you rest unfolded, we must have been thinking that all the way. 
for the first um, six, six kilometers of the race. About that. I'll, I'll tell you, when, I, when we, we went up, for those of you who don't know the course, you leave Peg and you proceed down Bowling Alley. Um, you, do a, you go down to the bottom, you pick up a sandbag, you bring it back up, and then you go down again. There's about a 1K descent to the bottom of Horse Hill where there's a partner carry that's a relatively long partner carry. I think that was about 200 meter partner carry. We'll call it 200 meters. Two, 100 meters downhill, and then, 200 meter, 100 meters uphill, guys. Correct. Yeah, and it's then brutal. With another long descent and then two heavy logs to carry about 500 meters and then about another 600 meters through the forest. It's about 1,500 meters through the forest from there. From, yeah. the, from the drop off. From the drop off. Yeah. Right. And then when they got here, basketball court, I was like, right. I can see that ninety four they say never play basketball again really. <laughs> and when the men sent Sabrina to the line to take the shot, I was like, right, these men definitely never play basketball. Right. I wonder if these men can stick up here. Yeah. Sabrina took a normal basketball shot, missed, switched to a Rick Barry on the hand basketball <laughs> shot. <laughs> like, what? And then three attempts, boom, I'm like, okay, race is over. Yeah. The race is over because I think that was really in my mind that was the point in the race that they could potentially stick up. Right. And once they left there, clear, I was like, the race is over. The men just start to breeze through things, breeze through things. Started because they, they had enough, now from when they leave the basketball court, they had enough horse and then swinging left onto Cotton Tower or, or Bowling Alley. Correct. And then back onto Peg. Ten yeah. foot wall, no problem. That first zone, six foot wall, A frame. Actually, I would mention to the listeners right now, their heat started at 10 o'clock. They were the um, first wave. Two o'clock. Two o'clock, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started at two o'clock. And the second heat started around 2.35 or right. so. Uh-huh. Uh, so they had 35 minutes lead on the others. By the time we had done our curbside pickup right. in wave two, heat two, yeah. and coming back down, they, they were, were already down. on Cotton Tower Hill. Were, yeah. the, the, the four of them were going up Cotton Tower yeah. Hill. So they were back there within 45 minutes. Within 45 minutes, yeah. they were back on a peg and looking to do the obstacles. Um, I could tell you what I was seeing from on the course. You would have been running along with them. Immediately after that, like three minutes behind them would have been built different. Right. And behind them would have been Team Red, who would have been just exiting the basketball court right. as we, we were yeah. descending right. the hill. Soon after that, not even on the basketball court yet, we would have seen uh, Connect Four, which is the team we run, uh-huh. uh, Gina, uh, Nick Gill, and Amanda Maximilian. And then behind them, would have been outdoor fitness. Right. These are, so this is how far behind right. these um, obstaclers too would have had these fields stretched right out. I would estimate that teams like um, Connect Four and um, Outdoor Fitness were at least uh, 15 minutes behind. Listen, and, 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 and not thinking that there was any chance of getting on that podium. Probably you not, You could yeah. not have thought at that point in time Knowing how good Officer Killers is, yeah, that you had any way of catching them at that time, yeah. The race was not lost at the traverse, at the low traverse. I don't think that's where the race was lost. Oh, okay, I think the race because they would have come into Peg and gone through all the other obstacles, yeah. yeah. The girls went through the grips. I think the, the race, girls did the grips, the girls did the grips, of course. Yeah. Ninja Girl and Amorous. I think this team, this composition of this team, they have the two, two men on the team are defending team champions. And the two women are the number one and number two women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just came out the day in front and showed that they're them in form. So not only do are they, but not only are they good, but they just medal, so their confidence is high yeah. as well. The race was lost for me mm. at the slick wall. Interesting. Why so, would you say that? So I was surprised at how much time and how much effort they spent on that slick wall, having seen it last year. In fact, last year, they, that slick wall almost cost them the goal right. because they got caught on that slick wall by the same team that had Sabrina and Darren and so yeah. on last year. Yeah. So I was surprised that they didn't have more of a strategy, strategy. when they got to that slick right. wall. So, Mark, I want to say a big shout to Mark Jordan because, you know, right now, eyes are on Mark for, for, for not completing the low traverse. But Mark got smashed on that slick wall. Really? Mark, Mark was at the bottom and he was supporting everybody's weight. Everybody's climbing over him, climbing over him. He was being the rock. Right. And that didn't work. So now he's up at the top. If you go to the gallery, you can see a picture of him holding on to the top of the slick wall and everybody's pulling on him, pulling on him. Yeah. So by the time he got off that slick wall, his arms had to be already smashed. On fire. So, and then they could feel 
built different who closed a lot of ground close behind them. Right. So I think they probably ran at a pace faster than they would normally have liked. To get I, between that zone and the next zone. Correct. I think hindsight, again, is twenty twenty vision, but I think what might have happened here is that even though the plan was for Mark to be the male to do that low traverse, right. that plan should have changed com- considering how much effort right. he had expended on the slick wall. Right, 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 right. Right? So when he came to low traverse... He'd never seen it before. I'm assuming Stuart had never seen it before. I don't know. It would be much different. He's not as... Stuart is shorter. He's not as long. He would have been fresher. Yeah. That's probably where a decision could have been made to switch them out Especially and have Stuart do the low traverse. Stuart is an athlete. He would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, too, was just having all of your fans and supporters around you in your ear, never giving you a chance to recover, feeling the pressure, knowing the, uh, how much pressure is on you and the expectation of everybody... He just was not recovering every time he failed it. Right. So his forearms and his arms, you could see like they were blown up. Right. And he needed to just go off to the side and sit down for three or four minutes, let that blood come out, but back and back and back and back. I, I was actually every time. I was watching the, the rebroadcast the like Big Up Monica, who somehow got on Instagram to have the labor for two hours and forty one minutes. Two hours and forty one minutes and a thousand dollars in flow phone bills. <laughs> <laughs> Only people from Flow call me, uh, Mr. Griffith, we've seen quite a lot of use on your phone bill. We don't normally see this much. Um, you're very close to your credit limit. How much is my credit limit? $1,000. <laughs> WDR. <laughs> call ever. Yeah. I can call me by Bushill this week or something. <laughs> but yeah, so um, no, when they, so I watch it back and if immediately I was hearing people in the background saying, go back in one time, yeah. back in one time. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And these are people who've never done an obstacle course race before. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, you once those blood vessels become engorged, again, nerding it out here, there's no way for the blood to return to the heart because the arteries are so packed that the veins are closed. Right. So you gotta wait for the for the for the valves to reopen so the uh-huh. blood can run back in. So once your arms are pumped like that, you're getting no oxygen because there's no venous return. Right. So you can't do anything. Right. And so, like, again, like him feeling like he was letting people down, it, would, it just needed to go off. The, they had a 15-minute lead. Yeah. Go off to the side, sit down for three minutes, let your arms relax. I even, I even went over and coached on how to get through it, but there were too many, too many voices yeah. in his head. Yeah, you know, as we talked about being, being thrown off your game a little bit. Absolutely. We talked about that in the singles. That's not as well. Many ways doesn't pan out the exact way you want. And, and that built different breathing right down their neck. And they had their problems as well. So then, let yeah. me just describe for the listeners the course goes after the sit while you run and you get to the rings, which everybody has to go through. Then you get to the low traverse back immediately after. When uh, built different gets to the rings, uh, they can see. Their nemesis is right in front of them, struggling, stuck on the the low traverse. And the rings are something that everyone has to go through, so everyone has practice. Everyone is expected to be able to go through this obstacle. At that point in time, I felt like they thought they had it. Yeah, they They must have felt that they had it. Except that it was a similar situation with them. Yeah. Um, The only difference is that while they spent a very long time being stuck at that point, eventually... Uh, Rianne, who was the one who was in, in, in Mark's position, yeah. eventually Rianne got those rings and they were able I to... I think it was, it was a matter of recomposing herself. Yes. And, and let, as you said, letting the blood settle in. Correct. She, well, she, she did what Mark wasn't able to do. She was like, left me, go for Romy. Yeah. Let me take my time. Let me get myself together. Yeah. And when she was ready, she went back in. Unfortunately, they, they might have spent half an hour there. Right. They might have spent... I mean, I... I I'll have to go back and look at the film, but they might have spent half an hour just just waiting for Rianne to get through those rings. And by the yeah. time that was done, they really pushed, pushed, pushed to get back on track. Yeah. But unfortunately, 50 seconds, 50 seconds off the podium. Really? So less than a minute. Less than a minute. I didn't realize it was that close. Third and fourth, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now with, with them on them stuck, um, we got obstacles stuck on the traverse bar, and um, built different stuck on the rings. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Tom P comes up. I said, "Wait, we're getting on here. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we're getting on here. Look, 
Let me go. Yeah. Outdoor, Outdoor fitness, fitness. Cam, sails through the, 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 the traverse, sails through the rings, yeah. sails through the traverse, picks up that log, and then the men go on. And right. you can see, I can see like the actual four, about 56 people for outdoor fitness around them. Right. right? So I had to go, so guys, you have to give them six feet, yeah. first of all. And um, I actually walked the whole 900 meters with them. And I want to say big shout out to Dana Beg, young Dana. Yeah. Another one of the futures of the sport. Yeah. Dana actually coached that whole that whole obstacle. You know, Tom P was in and out. Adonde never Adonde Dande beast him again. Adonde never came off that log. Adonde right. was at the back of that log. Sometimes Tom P was at the front. Sometimes Dana was at the front and Blonda was in the middle. But Dana's just coaching it. Tom P, I go into the next poll. You come in and Dana was like, this is leadership from somebody who is maybe the youngest on the team. 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Um, and they allowed her to lead and she embraced that leadership role. And, and it was a joy to watch. So Love once, to they, hear those so once, they, once they got through that, it was pretty much over. Then you saw Gina Lee and then we're following Gina Lee and the, and the Connect Four team. They were we got two strong guys there. We're talking Ron and Nick. Yeah, and I could, yeah, strong. you could see that they could probably see each other on that carry. Yeah, but it was a lot for them to make up. And um, right. yeah, so that was the first and second in that heat. And then um, uh, built different yeah. managed to finish third in that heat. But it was always going to be close as to whether they were going to be able to maintain that third place position. because of the amount of time they would have Correct. lost. Mm -hmm. uh, because even though they would have finished, I think. And that he there had already wasted 30 minutes. A lot of time. Oh, so let me tell you my experience. If we have two, the third person team on the podium would have been a mud, sweat, and beards. That's Jamal Griffith right. and Damian Johnson, husbands Thompson Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle Dowell and Blair. Blair, yeah, Blair Taylor. Who, for my money, Blair put in the gutsiest performance of the weekend. All kudos to Danielle coming back out uh -huh. on day two. After suffering the race ending injury on day one. And I think that her her effort was heroic. But Blair's effort, no. You describe the course, you start off, you're running, you go down caught on top of the hill, you pick up the uh, sandbags. Now I'm running with uh, Aronda and Amanda and Nick. So our team is naturally one of the slower teams. Our pace is not right. up to the others. Uh, so we get down to the sandbag carry last in our heat and we come back up. We're coming back out, and as I come back out, I hear a sandbag drop. Right. And uh, we, break the, we break the corner of the hill. I head in towards the bench where the men is lame, and I see Blair on the ground, sandbag next to her, Damien with his bag on his back, right. and she's clutching her knee. Right. And I think she's almost to the point of tears. I saw that when I came back up. I yeah. saw her in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, this is a team that I expecting to win our heat. Right. Because they train with these guys so often, like, shoot, I don't want this for Blair. Right, um, we get to the top of the hill. I tell Jamal, Jamal, here we're going on. Go down there because Blair, Blair ain't looking right. Jamal ran down there. All right, so I, in my head now, I tell myself that that team done. Right, that team is nowhere. That team is coming. They, they would have had to be because the fact we were last in that heat. I would say, by the time we got back up there, Blair would have had to be sitting on that ground with a knee injury for about three to four minutes, which is a long time. In the obstacle thing about that obstacle is that nobody can help you with the bag. And nobody can help her. Yeah. She, nobody can help, but she put the bag on, she back. Yeah. She, uh, and these are guys that, I, I know what you're thinking, they follow the rules, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they respect the sport. When they get down now, to, we run all the way down to K Descent from Cotton Tower Hill, all the way down to the roundabout to do the partner carry, which is a 200-meter partner carry, but they could probably take you upwards of a four minutes to do. Because it's uphill for that last hundred. Yeah. So, uh, as we are finishing up our partner carry, that team, uh, Mud Sweat and Bears, arrives at the partner carry. So, I know they're still uh, doing it. Right. But I'm thinking to myself, with Blair on one and a half legs. Right. No way. 7K still left. 7K still left, and you've got to go through that forest. Mm -hmm. And you've got to carry locks. Right. Uh, they, they, there's no way that they're they just finishing the race, right. which is what which is what um, obstacle course racing athletes do. We embrace the challenge. So then we get back onto pay. We get over the ten foot wall and we get into that cluster of obstacles that includes the six foot wall and the airframe and then the Atlas carry. Um, people start to cheer to us and tell us, "Team stick up, team stick up." Yeah, 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 obstacle killers right. can't get past the traverse. Um, Dana, not Dana, Daniel and them. I uh, stick at the rings. Y'all yeah, yeah. still got a chance. Push, push, push. So we pushing. As we are finishing up the Atlas carry, I look over and I see mud, sweat, and bears. Mm -hmm. 
coming. Right, right. <laughs> George, they are coming. They are gunning. They are going through everything. I can see Blair hobbling. Right. But she is putting in what I have to say is the gutsiest performance of the weekend. Right. They caught us on the, the grips because Damien and Jamal, they sailed us through the grips and they had a strategy for the slip wall. They, that's the last time I saw them at the slip wall. They went over the slip wall and before I know it, I hear that they finished and they were in third and that is from them gutting it out. And this is, they are in third having Blair on the ground for upward of five minutes on Cotton Tower at the beginning of the hill which goes back to your point. I think you got to say that Damien is one of the smarter athletes in the field. Yeah. Damien, he always has a strategy for where he gets an obstacle. He's never getting there and figuring it out for the first time. Yeah. He knows what his abilities are. He's not going to get taken out of it by, like, he's not going to get caught up in the emotion and change his strategy. Yeah. He's an excellent coach, so he knows how to approach all of his teammates to get the best out of them. Um, so yeah, he. I'm not surprised that they got to that slick wall and knew exactly what to do when. Yeah, and it's not the first time seeing no, slick wall. More than obstacles. And you know the thing is, one of the few athletes to call me on Monday was Blair. Yeah, Blair called me and she's like, George, let me tell you, I never done out there, but I like the challenge. I come in back. I come in and do singles next year. Nice. You know, I want to thank you for putting together the race. And and I, again, kudos to you, Blair, for an incredible yeah, it performance. Was, it was a very, very gutsy performance by that team. And I was so elated. And not taking anything away from Built Different, but I was so elated to yeah, see them the on the podium. Yeah. Michelle uh, just being a steadying factor. Uh, Jamal being so agile. Damon just being a superb athlete, as you yeah. said, and a, a, a leader. Yes. But I think that team has... Um, uh, Jamal always positive, yeah, and Damien with strong leadership, and Michelle always calm. Yes, so they have a good composition Correct. in that team, and their their performance on the day for me was the standout performance of the weekend. For sure, me. amongst many standout, amongst many standout performances, it would be harder to, to uh, as I said, because it's hard. If I was thinking that we were giving no awards for the Garcia's performance of the weekend. I was saying it's going to be very close between Danielle and Blair. Danielle showing up on day two, given right. the fact, mm-hmm. and Blair. But I would have to give it to what I saw Blair accomplish on that day. Special mention to the safe word is kumquat. This is a Which team. team is that? This is a team that finished. They did everything. I think they finished eighth or ninth overall. Yeah. But they didn't get. They never trained with us. One of the guys on their team came to one sim. Who's who's on this team? You know the names offhand? I know. I know there's um, Dana Fenty. Don't know her. Uh, exactly. Um, I know I could know the IG names, but I don't even know any other people's names. Yeah. I, like, like I said, these people weren't even familiar to me. Right. Um, I know one of the guys came out. He actually did the individual event as well. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name offhand, but he came out and he did one of the Sims at Peg. Uh-huh. Right? And they finished all the obstacles? They finished all the obstacles. Oh, you can't work. They did everything we're supposed to do. So, we, you know, we actually had nine teams complete. Right. You know? And they were one of them. So, you know, for somebody who's not part of the, the training group, per se, to come out and have all four of your people get through the rings, get through the monkey bars, get through the rope, finish the traverse bars, and, and actually finish. And carry that pipe. Carry that pipe. And actually finish the event when teams that were considered elite teams or favorites yeah. um, couldn't get it. I want to say a big shout out to them for sure. The next team that I would give a big shout out to as well would be Team Day 2. Like, y'all bring it. <laughs> Janelle and Jamie, y'all, ma- y'all manage somehow every bar season mm-hmm. in the teams. They call Team Day 2 for a reason. Correct. They show up yep. on Day 2 of bar. And they showed up again. I believe that they would have ended with a sixth place finish. Yeah, and I, I was looking at some video and I was seeing Kamal running and this was relatively early into the race and he's running like I'm sure that he had some sort of injury. Right. His arm is like dangling off to the side and you know he was one of the better runners. He's on one of the better runners, yeah. But he was lagging back. So again, like, you know, pe- people pick up knocks. Bar is, bar is arduous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's intense. Um, but the, the thing about it is that just people just don't quit. Yeah. Obstacle course athletes are completely different. Great determination. Stick-to-itiveness is what defines them. Uh, and they just did quit and were able to finish up in that sixth place. And I also want to say kudos to Shara, who will be the um, second lady on the team, um, Janelle being the first lady of the team. Uh, Shara is a young young lady. I think she's still in school. I know her from triathlon mm-hmm. uh, kind of stuff. Um, showing up, getting the obstacles, because it's the only way they could finish is F. 
And Shara does the ropes, the yeah. rings, and the monkey bars. She had to get the rings and the monkey bars. I don't even think. I don't even think she had a month. It was a yeah, month. no, two she did that. Two or three weeks. She yeah. wasn't around. I don't even think she was around for the pop up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So again, big big shout out to them. Um, I want to like commiserate a little bit. Commiserations, congratulations, miserism, whatever you <laughs> call it. Right, team right. Team Red, that's the team now with Phillips Seven. Another team, that's the team that brought on Jade Searles. Correct. And I, I, you know, Jade was the athlete that I felt most for this weekend. Right. Because Jade didn't get to technically finish her first OCR event. Because, right. you know, they had an athlete who um, may have had some dehydration issues. Wasn't able to complete these goals. Yeah. But the three of them, they gave up their chips and they finished the race. So, you know, technically, you know, she got to complete her race, but it would have yeah. been nice for them to finish within the, the, the rules of the competition and, yeah. and either be on that podium or be in the top 10 or whatever. But Jill, you know, don't worry, next time for sure, I'm sure you'll be there. I, I think I can see, um, as we spoke about in the main, uh, the people like Raheem and Fabian are coming into the singles. You know, you mentioned in, um, Jade, the same Shara, and Blair coming into the ladies. We're looking at yeah. some tenaciousness entering into the singles for the ladies as well. So watch out, Amorous. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be the Amorous, though. <laughs> Amorous, I will never doubt you again. Amorous <laughs> are Darren ever again. I'm never going to doubt you again. <laughs> yeah, but um, that team for sure, team there too. And, and the fact now that it's run, what was it? Team run, run, yeah. Uh-huh. Team run with Philip and Chadwick. No, team team run was um was Laura Bryan, Alex Cole, right. Chippy and Leora. They came they would have came come fifth. They came fifth, right. That yes. was the team that they were also in the heat too, I believe. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. The um team with um Chadwick and Philip Seven. Right. They were uh, called Riot. Right. Uh-huh. Team Riot finishing with three people. Go watch the videos, uh, guys. They went up the slit wall with three people. I saw that that obstacle would be one of the obstacles that would be impossible for any less than four people to get up. Right, right. And Chadwick, through pure determination, managed to run up the slit wall and hold on to the top. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So the, the, the amount of determination, and then for it to be only three people to carry the PVC pipe. Yep, yes, yes. You don't sure. have an option. Yeah, you can switch up, but somebody's going to have... It ain't going to be switching up both people at one time. Somebody got to pull a double shift at all times. Correct. And Jade is not a super strong athlete. She's no. young. She's still building. She's got to build that strength. She's I will a, say, I think she's, you know, I remember we did a workout and I, I wrote the workout for her to suffer. Right. Right? Because she was just crushing the workout just purely on her running. Yeah. And I put a bunch of carries in there for her to suffer. Yeah. And she didn't. You know, yeah. she actually does pretty well on the, on the carries. But yeah. now, having made that little slip there, I want to talk about Team Run. Yeah. So, Team Run is Laura Bryan, Alex Cole, Chippy, and Leroy Fishman. Yeah. Okay, and they came fifth. Yeah. Right? That's a team to watch for the future, you know. That team has three elite, elite runners on it. Right. And one really good runner. Right? And right. If, if you can't one, call any names. <laughs> right. If that one really good runner is replaced or able to get up to even half of their level right yeah. now, because they, they obviously have the obstacle proficiency because yeah. they finished, right? Yeah. That team is a team that is going to be very hard to beat, especially over the longer distances, for sure. We, um, we saw them at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say about team, <laughs> team run, guys. We saw them at the beginning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when, when when you when your worst runner is a sub is a sub whatever half marathon runner, right? yeah, and your worst runner can run a half marathon. We put exactly, it there. Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Yeah, so that that team um, is definitely one to watch for the future, and the future is looking like June twenty twenty one, George. Yes, so you know all things being equal, and you know, no major outbreaks. June twenty twenty one, the last weekend in June, is when we're pressing ahead with the next event. Um, so. After this event, everybody doing bar. You know? Yeah, you know, really, you know, it really is that even on Twitter. Bar in June, when yeah. the next one is, so yeah. so put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um, we're gonna actually try and help you guys get ready. We're gonna look to start a six month training program. Nice, starting in June. Um, so you know there'll be no excuses. You'll have plenty of exposure to the obstacles, plenty of exposure to the skills over that period of time. You'll have structured, science based programming for six months, and um, let's see if we can make June bar the biggest bar ever. Singles, open wave, corporate, and competitive teams for sure. Uh, we didn't even mention uh, some of the people that would have been success stories of um, the last training block, the MacGyver team. Yes, oh uh, yeah. Karen, Kim, and Ramel, 
and um, Morris. Yes. Um, we also had the same where Peter Arrested would have come to a few of the Saturday sessions yeah. for sure. So the sessions work, guys. They definitely do work. You know, and, and you know, obviously, COVID times being what they are, you know, not everybody's able to come and pay for three sessions a week. Yeah. Right? So what we're trying to do, we're working with World OCR to hold, a, in fact, this was supposed to happen in November, but obviously the UK is on lockdown. Mm -hmm. uh, we're working with World OCR so we can bring more OCR coaches on the island, get them certified. Right. Um, so, you know, if you've got somebody in your gym or your workplace or whatever who's a personal trainer, because you do need a personal training certification. Okay. Yeah, you have a primary, you need a primary certification first. So anybody who has a primary certification, we can get them on the course, we can get them certified, and they can come back into your organization, come back into your gym, help get as many people ready for June. Yeah, right, people ready for it, man. Yeah, definitely. So June 2021, the last weekend of June, uh, stay tuned to bar underscore race on Instagram and Barbados Adventure Race, the website. And that's uh, follow our socials. We're going to be telling you all about it. Once you get into bar, people, you will talk about it some more. And more and more and more. It's not a cult, trust me. <laughs> but, uh, it just has a cult-like uh, following. I want to say, before we go, thank you once again to Be Social Podcast for hosting us. And the sponsors, all the sponsors. Yeah, ICBL, uh, Republic Bank, the Amarone Charitable Trust, um, Eco Skywater, those were our major title sponsors. Eco Skywater, we thank you for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in the, in, the, in the absence of any other hydration product, yeah, we needed it on the road. We definitely, we definitely needed that. Lots of Eco Skywater was drunk. So there were just so many individuals who jumped in and made small contributions or big contributions to help us get through. So. Um, we want to thank you all. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to list everybody, but I'm going to try as I try to pull up the page real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, um, let me let me call them all out. So, yeah. uh, Glasesco, Carter. They sponsored it. Uh, I was yeah. happy to see they sponsored the Dive Platform. The Dive Platform, yeah. yeah. Carter's and Company made some contributions. Info Rentals with the lighting towers and Dope. so on. Sam Tile, who is always a sponsor. This is Stuart Maloney's company, filling nice. the sandbags and transporting the buckets and everything. Bushy Park, Thank who you. allowed us to use the pop-up. Uh, RMJ Agency still gave us some, some few little noon tablets, etc. Appreciate it. Necessarily on board. Everybody was cramping. Everybody, we needed that. <laughs> yep. um, Crop Over Experience, which is Nick, Nick King, who's going to be filming the, the event for us. We're going to get a, a program out of it, at least a half-hour program, if not nice. longer for you. Uh, Kevin Wood, photography. Uh, Monica Griffith, of course. Siobhan Johnson, Teague James, Thank not him. Teague. Not no, we, want to thank team for, <laughs> we want to thank the team for, for not getting involved. So. <laughs> Stay uh, very far away. Correct. Tracy Garcia for Red. Obviously, my team at Surfside. Um, Sugar Bay. Barbados donated some prizes. Bougainvillea donated some, some prizes. Green Fit Active. Radisson Aquatica is obviously our headquarters hotel. Yeah. Diamonds International with those watches for all the winners. Um, Rejuvenate Spa. Giving away some Prices massages, well. etc. Yeah. Um, Vita by Esquire for the DJ and the bar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And all, of course, all the ambassadors and other members of the tribe who contributed in Our any tenders. way, shape, or form. And all, of, of course, all the volunteers. And I mean, going forward in June, we, we want to continue to improve our event. And one of the things that we ha we really need to make these events run is volunteers. Mm. So I would like to be able to make the volunteer experience a little better for them mm. by them in a position where they feel more empowered and they feel more comfortable and more confident. Uh, so we'd like to offer some training for them. Volunteer um, training. Yeah, we, would, we could do the volunteer training through some of the sims we do. Yeah. We can do some volunteer training through some of the pop-ups we do so that when you get to the day, you know exactly what's happening and you're not seeing everything for the first time. Yeah. And feeling, you know, because that's why I think volunteers just don't feel confident to tell the athletes anything because they you make sure that they make sure, right, right. Yeah, but again, you know, we can do it without them and we need the bodies on the day, so... If Thank you're you really interested, so come and get involved. We'll give you the training to help make sure that you are comfortable and confident on the day. Can't wait till next season, George. Yeah, I think we're going to put out, we can try and put out maybe one podcast in January Yeah, when we launch the program. Um, and we can try and maybe do them once a month until we get close to the event. Maybe we'll go weekly. Well, I would say once a month, January, February, March, but from April, May, and June, we're definitely doing it weekly again. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as we wrap up. Everybody stay safe, wear your masks, hand sanitize because we need to have a bar in, in June, June 2021. For no other reason. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only reason we're doing it now, guys. We're staying safe. Thank you so much for tuning into the barcast. Uh, congratulations to all the athletes. Thank you to all the sponsors. We out.